Today we are wrapping up our series, Back to the Movies. And I've titled today's message, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. In the movie Hidden Figures, it's again another movie based on a true story and true events. There's a group of African-American ladies that were working for NASA in a segregated West Area Computers Division. And one of the ladies, her name is Katherine Johnson, and she was an extraordinary just extremely gifted with numbers. Actually, there were some people that that called her a human computer. And after Russia had a successful satellite launch, NASA felt pressure to send an astronaut into space. And so Catherine was selected to help a space task group, and she became the first African-American woman on the team. And Catherine, although she was one of the most qualified people Others did not think she was very qualified because of the color of her skin. And in spite of how others felt, in spite of how others treated her, Catherine was very successful. And I want to point out some of the qualities that made her successful. Because here's what I believe. That these same qualities will help you and I be successful so that we can bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. As Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can think or even ask. Here's what I want you to grasp today. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you're going through in life, God wants to do more than you can even think of or even ask through and in your life. He wants to use your life in an incredible way way. And I want us to look at these qualities from Catherine's life so that we can be a success for one reason, for the honor and the glory of God. Point number one, the first quality is be faithful with little. Be faithful with little. You see, every day Catherine was faithful to do what was asked of her. She didn't pout. She didn't complain. She was just faithful right where she was. And this reminds me of so many Bible stories. You see, all throughout the the Bible, the people who God used greatly, they all have this one common theme and thread. They were all faithful with little. They were all faithful just, just right where they were. And today I want to to focus in on the life of David. The Bible talks about David in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and, and David was the youngest of eight sons, and his father was, his name was Jesse. And, and one day the prophet Samuel was sent by God to Jesse's house, and he was on assignment from God to pick the next king. God told Samuel that that in Jesse's house, one of those sons is going to be the next king of Israel. And so, so Samuel shows up at Jesse's house, and as he's there, each of David's brothers pass before Samuel. Seven brothers pass before Samuel, and God says, none of these brothers are the next king. And what I find kind of humorous, but also rather interesting, is that Jesse never offered up David. Matter of fact, 
Samuel had to ask David, uh, ask Jesse, do you have any more sons? Is this, is this it? Because, because God hasn't selected any of these. And I want you to, to notice this dialogue in Scripture. Notice this in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and, and verse 11. It says, so he asked Jesse, are, all, are, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. I think, that's, I think that's rather humorous that he never even offers up David. And I want you to notice what it goes on to say. He is tending the sheep, Samuel said. Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Did you catch that? While the other brothers are in the house drinking lemonade with their Sunday best on, David is out by himself in the pasture, in the field, taking care of the sheep. And I just have to think, why weren't any of the other brothers out there helping David? David is the only one. You see, God picked the next king who was being faithful with the little. He was out taking care of the sheep. He was doing the little things. He was simply faithful. And God selected him. And then the Bible says that, that Samuel anointed David with oil to be the next king of Israel. And 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13 says that the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And, and, and what's interesting in this story is after David was anointed to be king, the Spirit of God came upon him to be king. It, it says this, that the that, that next thing that happens is the current king, King Saul, he heard about David's musical ability, and he sent a messenger to go get David to come to the palace to play music for him. And I want you to notice something in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 19. It says, then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son David, who is with the sheep, <laughs> with the sheep. David was anointed to be the next king, and yet he was still working with the sheep. He was simply being faithful right where he was. He wasn't trying to force the next season. He wasn't trying to force his promotion. He wasn't trying to force himself into being the next king. He wasn't playing God. He was simply being faithful right where he was. You see, while you're waiting on God to open the next door, Praise him in the hallway. I'm going to say that again. While you're waiting on God to open the next door, praise him in the hallway. Just be faithful in the hallway. Keep praying and reading your Bible in the hallway. Keep doing hard work in the hallway. Keep doing things with excellence in the hallway. When nobody's watching you, keep doing your best in the hallway. While you're waiting on the next door to open up like David, I'm anointed to be king. I'm called to be king, but God hasn't opened that door, so I'm going to praise him in the hallway. I'm going to be faithful in the hallway. I'm going to keep taking care of the sheep. Be faithful right where you are. If you're in school, be faithful in that season. In your career, be faithful in that season. Your marriage, be faithful in your marriage. In your singleness, be faithful right where you are. Be faithful parenting your children or, 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 or may, perhaps you're, you're raising your grandchildren or investing in their life. Be faithful in that season you're in. Be faithful with your finances. Be, be faithful with, with, with the ministry God's given you and, and serving. Be, be faithful with your friendships. I'm saying be faithful right where you are. 
I want us to learn another quality that helped Catherine be a success, and that is be ready to endure tough times. We just saw it. Be, be ready to endure tough times. The Bible says in John 16 and verse 33, in this world we will have trouble. It's not an option. It's not might. In this world we will have trouble. We live in a world full of sin. And because we have a world full of sin, there's trials, there's, there's trouble, there's opposition. And because of sin, Catherine was discriminated against. She faced a lot of opposition while trying to do her job. She was judged. She was looked down upon. She encountered rudeness. She was treated unfairly. But what inspires me about Catherine is she endured tough times. Listen, if you're going to see God do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can think or ask of, you will have to learn to endure tough times. We, we all experience tough times. For some, it's discrimination. It's racism. For, for some, it's jealousy from a family member or a coworker, or maybe even a, a friend is jealous of you. For, for some, it's someone telling lies on you. For some, it's people gossiping about you. Or, or maybe people are trying to destroy your reputation or, or destroy, destroy your character and uh, assassinating you. Maybe they're trying to destroy your, your family, your children. Maybe they're trying to destroy your career. Maybe some people are even trying to destroy your life. That's where David was. David, when he went to King Saul's palace to play music for him, King Saul tried to kill David on several occasions. You see it in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 11. You see it in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 11, you see it again. 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 15, you see it again. And some scholars say David ran for his life from King Saul for around seven years. Seven years of running for his life. And here's what I've learned about success. New opportunities always mean new opposition. I'm going to say that again because I want you to understand how success works. New opportunities always means new opposition. I've heard some set like this, new levels, new devils. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. If you want to see a, experience a new level, if you want to see God promote, if you want to see God bless, new levels, new devils. And what we have to do is we have to learn to change our view of opposition, change our view of tough times. You see, what stands in between you and your destiny is tough times. What stands between you and your destiny is opposition. What stands between you and your destiny is trouble. I want you to listen to David's viewpoint on opposition and tough times. In Psalms chapter 57 and verse number 2, David is right here. He records these, these words, this, this song, as he's running for his life from King Saul. And here's what he says. I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. You see, Saul was hotly pursuing David. He says, God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I am in the midst of lions. 
They're trying to kill me, David is saying. I am forced to dwell among ravenous beasts, men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. But notice verse 5. Listen to his perspective as he is enduring trial and trouble and opposition. Verse 5, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet. I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path. Notice this, but they have fallen into it themselves. He says, God, I know you're going to rescue me. I know you're going to take care of me. Verse 7, my heart, O God, is steadfast. Boy, that's for somebody today. You're going through opposition. You're going through trouble. Listen, let your heart be steadfast in God. My heart, oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, God. I'm in the hallway right now. God, you haven't opened the next door for me to be the king. I'm not king right now. I'm actually running from the king. But I will praise you in the hallway. I'll praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing among the peoples, for great is your love. Notice as great is your love. I'm going through this trial. I'm facing opposition. He's trying to take my life, but I know you still love me. Great is your love, reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. David praised God during tough times. He believed God was faithful even during tough times. Listen to me. The opposition you're facing, the tough times that you're facing are a catalyst to your destiny. So just like Catherine endured tough times, just like David endured tough times, you endure tough times. And watch what God does. I I have to say this to you today. Let let me also tell you this about People's Church. Our our heart at People's Church is to be like Al Harrison in the movie. Al tore down the colored restroom sign. And at People's Church, we are all about tearing down walls and building bridges. I'm going to say it again. We're about tearing down walls and building bridges. People's Church is a place where every culture, every race, every social economic status, every political view, every person, no matter your denomination, you can come to People's Church and worship Jesus Christ. You can come with your hurts, your hang-ups, and your issues. People's Church is a hospital, not a country club. We are not a country club. We're trying to get people in, not keep them out. We want them to come in so they can experience the love, the grace, and the hope we have in Jesus Christ. You see, friends, in heaven, there won't be any division. There won't be any segregation in heaven. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 and 10 says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, nation, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God. Come on, every location, every campus, come on, everybody say, our God. Come on now, I want you to say it so I can hear you through the camera. Come on, every location, everybody shout, our God. 
That's right. He is our God. Red, yellow, black, and white. No matter where you work, no matter where you live, no matter where you grew up, he is our God. There is no division at People's Church. We're serving the same God. We all bleed red. Listen, we are under the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. He loves us. We love him. We're family. We say it every week, and we mean it. We are family. We're building bridges to reach more people. Here's what I want you to know. No matter who you are, you're welcome at People's Church. You're loved at People's Church. I'm so glad you're here. You're wanted at People's Church. Catherine experienced a huge amount of success. She calculated the trajectories for the Apollo 11 and Apollo 13 missions. She she received many awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom, a new 40,000-square-foot computational research facility at the Langley Research Center was named the Catherine G. Johnson Computational Research Facility in her honor. Let me tell you something about Catherine. She was blessed beyond her wildest dreams, exceedingly, abundantly, more than she ever thought or even asked for. Here's what I want you to know, a third, a third quality from her life that leads us to success for God's honor and glory is wait on God to bless you. Wait on God to bless you. Just like Catherine, David was faithful no matter what was asked of him. He endured tough times, and God promoted David to be the next king of Israel. If David was here today, he would tell us this. Here's what he would say, church. I believe it. He would say this, never regret a single moment of your journey. No matter how tough it gets, never regret a single moment of your journey. If, if where you are is not your destination, it's your preparation. I'm going to say it again. If where you are is not your destination, it's your preparation. Whatever you're going through is to prepare you for where God is taking you. Be faithful where you are. Endure tough times. God is at work. And I am a living witness. Just like you. I'm normal like you. I put my shoes on like you. I go through tough times just like you. But I can tell you, as I look over my life, Every tough time, every tough season, the opposition that I faced in life has always been a preparation for the next season, the next destination that God had for my life. Listen, you're on your way. God knows what he's doing. You're on your way. Be faithful. Work hard. Endure tough times. And just wait on God to bless you.